Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of So Important, the Interview Podcast. I am really excited about our guest today. I am speaking with Michelle Dresbold, who is, in short, one of the world's most preeminent handwriting analysts. This is an accomplished person. She is a graduate from the Secret Service's Advanced Document Examination Program. She has contributed to numerous police and FBI investigations, and she has written a book on this topic, Sex, Lies, and Handwriting, that we will talk about today. It is an honor to have Michelle with me, and what I would like to do is just dive right in. And so, Michelle, I want to welcome you to the show. Oh, it's great to be here. Thank you, Monty. Well, thank you. And as I said, I just want to dive right in. So why don't you tell us a little bit about the role of handwriting analysis, what it is, how it's relied upon by the government, the private sector, and law enforcement. And then tell us a little bit about what got you into this and uh, how, how your career has blossomed in this. Okay. Well, handwriting analysis can encompass many different things. The first thing is called handwriting identification. Who actually wrote something? Was it, you know, who might have forged it? Who wrote something? Who wrote the kidnapping note? That is called handwriting identification. The second thing I do is thread analysis through handwriting. And what that means is how dangerous is a writer? So you get a, a, a note, bomb in building. Is it a prank or is it a kid or is it you better evacuate the whole building? That is called threat analysis. And the third thing is called personality profiling through handwriting. What that means, if I see a handwriting sample, I pretty much can tell every single thing about a person, what motivates them, what their intelligence level is, probably what religious background they came from, you know, almost everything. Like, are they good in bed? I can tell pretty much everything from a person's handwriting. What got you so interested in this topic? And did you expect your career to blossom the way that it has? What got me interested, I just happened to read a few books on the subject, found it fascinating. I had already taken psychology and criminology and art. I went to University of Michigan. I took a course in handwriting analysis just for fun. And... Um, Eventually, I got called in by the police department to work as their consultant. I had absolutely no plans on being a handwriting expert. It never even occurred to me. Then you were called in by the Pittsburgh police? By the hit of homicide. I got a phone call one day and it was simply, you know, hello, we're looking for Michelle Dressel. This is had a homicide. I was like, oh my God, oh my God. And um, they just said, we are looking for a handwriting expert. We heard you were good. Could you please come down to the station? And I did. And that's how I got started, at least working in law enforcement. And it started out in Pittsburgh, but it became, uh, you've had national work as well. Correct? Right. I've actually worked nationally and internationally. Um, so it really started as something that I just found extremely fascinating and had no idea. I had no, oh, I'm going to be this great handwriting expert. I just thought it was so fascinating. Can you tell us a couple of things? How might a typical case play out? Like how would you be, we get us, you've kind of described how you were called, but what happens? You, you, they call you up, they ask you to look at something, they get you involved. And how does that all work? Um, every single case is different. I do both civil work and criminal work. I'll give you an example of a criminal case. There was a woman who was murdered and somebody happened to leave a note on her back. So I'm called right into the scene 
They want to know information as soon as possible. Whatever I can tell them, I tell them and I tell them immediately. So I I may go to a scene of a crime. I might just, uh, afterwards, there's a bank robbery note. I may just look at the note. Every single case is different. Everything is unique. I also do a lot of work dealing with election fraud. So what do you look at when you see a, a note? What are some of the things that you're looking for that you're able to interpret? Okay, there's a couple different things. If we do not have a suspect, my job is to look at that note and do a profile of a person. If I can look at a note, I can say we're looking for somebody who's who's uh, very friendly and is, needs people or oh, we're looking for a hermit. I can give them a complete profile of the of what type of person they should be looking for. If we have a suspect and if we have handwriting of the suspect, I can look at that handwriting and say yes, he wrote this note or no, he did not write this note. And the last thing I sometimes do for law enforcement, if we have a suspect, let's say we have somebody we suspect kidnapped a child or maybe in the process of it, my goal is to look at that note and see where his weak points are, what they might be able to talk to him about, how he could break down. So those are some of the things I look for in handwriting. If you see X, for example, then you say it means Y. Okay. So what are a couple examples? Example, if somebody writes very teeny weeny, they're more likely to be a hermit, more likely to be um, isolated from people. If somebody writes very big and has a right-handed slant, they're the social people. They want to be around crowds. You'll find them among among other people. There are example of somebody puts a weapon in their handwriting. And I can tell you almost all serial killers will have their weapon of choice in their handwriting. If they write very small, they are somebody who might hide. Somebody like a Ted Kaczynski who lived in a hut out in the woods. He'll have very small handwriting. Somebody like a Ted Bundy who so, was social and around college campuses and blended into a crowd. He had very large handwriting. So that's an example of you know how you might know of somebody where they may even live. Um, if somebody's super religious, they'll often put crosses all over their handwriting. You might find them going to church. Those are little teeny clues. If somebody tends to use a gun, you will see little bullet marks in their handwriting. It sounds weird, but it's it's almost always there. You've had a couple of very prominent cases I, I read about. Can you talk a little bit about them? i tell you about one case that was very interesting for me. It's here in Pittsburgh, and it dealt with a, a dormitory that was burnt down. And every student was able to get out except for one. And unfortunately, he died. And um, they knew it was arson, but they couldn't figure out how, how, why, you know, why was it arson? It turns out somebody who lived in that dorm got a note, and I won't say the same name or uh, it said something like, Dear Liza, um, if it's the last thing I do, I'm going to get you. And in that handwriting, there was something called a pi sign, like a mathematical sign. I said this, whoever wrote this, we knew then that um, the target was this young woman, but we didn't know who wrote the note. I said, it's somebody who was into math because there was mathematical, like they made their H. It looked less like a pi sign. So it turns out it was her math tutor. 
who had burnt down that building. And the most interesting thing about it was when they, we asked him, or they asked him, why did you do this? He said, I loved her and I just wanted to scare her. I didn't mean to kill anybody. I thought she'd run back and I would save her and I would become her boyfriend. It's mind boggling. And so you can not only tell about a person's personality, but you can almost you can almost convey a sense of what the motives might be. Yes. I mean, sometimes their motives what kind of what kind of person are we looking for? And um, that, let's narrow it down. This was quite a while ago, the D.C. snipers. Do you remember that case? Oh, very well. I was, uh, was sort of my first claim to fame, I guess. Everybody said it was a lone white male. And I, there was handwriting in that case. And I said to the head of the department, I said, no, it's two guys. I think they're African-American and they have some connection, but not a normal connection with Islam. And the head of the, this was the head of the homicide division again. He said, Michelle, this time you're wrong. He said, there's no way all the statistics show this is going to be a lone white male. And I said, it's not. Well, anyhow, of course I was right. And um, after that, he like, whatever I say, he would go, yes, yes. <laughs> so, um, so there were clues to me from what I saw. And also I read a lot. So I put things together like a puzzle of what's going on in, in a case. It, it sounds like your role is pretty big in all of this, that they really look to you for some great knowledge and information. I tell you, when I first started working as the consultant for the police, they looked at me. At that time, it was, it was a while ago, I was more like a hippie looking with long curly hair. And, and you know, I'm not the police type. I'm more like an artsy type. And I walked into the police bureau and they looked at me like, oh, who is this crazy person? And then after a while, after they learned how good I was, I did a talk and I had detectives standing out of the room in the hallway all the way down the building. Um, I said I got a reputation, not a bad one, um, that what I they really wanted to learn some of the knowledge I had to help with help their cases. You've actually taken a lot of the things that you've learned, a lot of the things that you've thought about, and you've put them into a book. It's called Sex, Lies, and Handwriting, and I promise you there will be links to it. Sex, uh, Lies, and Handwriting. Sex, Lies, and Handwriting. You got it. I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't say it dramatically. You have to enough, say it dramatically. I, ne- that will never happen again. <laughs> but tell us a little bit about the book. Uh, the title itself is pretty compelling, and, and I would add dramatic. Right, right. Um, actually, your, uh, your brother helped come up with that title. It, <laughs> the, the book, it takes a lot of different cases. Some I've worked on, some I haven't. And it deals with the handwriting. Like if you found a note at a crime scene, what would you know about that person? How would you go about profiling them? Now, the book isn't just about criminals. Uh, maybe your neighbor's a little nuts. How nutty is he <laughs> or she? Or you're dating somebody and you think, mm, they're a little quirky. Or are they just quirky? Or are they really off the rocker? The book is a fun book. It's uh, You learn, but not by just giving you lessons. It's sort of by giving you stories. And you see what I'm seeing when I look at handwriting. So if I get a copy of it, will you sign it someday? You better believe it. Yes. All right. That's a deal. And now, because I'm really intrigued, so I'm going to go out and get a copy okay. of the book. And I'm going to urge everybody else to do the same thing. How about oh, I that? I love it. Thank you.
Well, it does sound like a really interesting book, but you you made a really uh, interesting point there, saying that it goes beyond law enforcement. On your website, you have a blog. People ask about some pretty heavy-duty stuff there. There's a person there who had been uh, assaulted by their boyfriend. There are some other things. How do you see that as part of overall what you do? I actually find that to be one of the more interesting and fascinating things because I really do enjoy helping other people. And in life, we are dealing with people all the time. You deal with people, you know nothing about them. You date somebody, you don't know anything about that person. And you have no clues. And by the time you know that something is wrong with them. So, I mean, the handwriting right away will tell you what you're dealing with. And many times people come to me and it's not as if they don't know that their husband is vile or their wife is having um, some a breakdown, but they want somebody like me to verify their, their feelings. So in life, whether you're hiring somebody or dating somebody or marrying somebody, it's just wonderful to have one more tool that lets you know what that person is all about. Some of them were really moving, like the one that I mentioned. You know, you were really able to help that person. Yes. I, I used to actually write a newspaper column called The Handwriting Doctor. And it was like a Dear Abby column. People would write in and they would write in with their problems. But instead of just giving them a pat answer, I would take out a, a, some of their handwriting, show it to the the readers and explain what was going on either in in inside of them or inside of the person they were talking about. I, you would do it with a little humor. But I was always honest, and um, that way we may have issues, but our issues are, are general, but there's also specific. And the handwriting isn't just the general general theme. It's a little specific just to you, the writer. I've dealt with people who are having problems with somebody they're married to, and I'll look at both of them and say, okay, this is what you need to work on. This is what she needs to work on. And so instead of like spending years in counseling, I get right to the point. This is what's going on. This is what's going on. Or if you're working with somebody, how do you get along better with that person you're working with and you feel it's impossible? What are their weak points? How do you help? How do you get along better with that particular person? Between the book and between the work that you're doing with law enforcement and the work you're doing with uh, just people, you seem like a very prolific person. And in that vein, you're concluding a novel right now. I am. I'm finishing up a novel called Dagger Strokes. And it actually deals with something I wrote about in my first book, Sex, Lies, and Handwriting. I had written about who was the real Jack the Ripper. And I took that chapter of my book and I made turned it into a novel. And it deals with a young woman who happens to be a handwriting expert. And she doesn't mean to get involved in helping solve the Jack the Ripper murders. But she gets called in by Scotland Yard and her life becomes in danger. And it turns out at that particular time, 700 letters were written from all different kinds of people, all claiming to be Jack the Ripper. But only one letter, which happened to have been wrapped around a half of a human kidney, was really from the real murderer. When are we going to get to enjoy this book? I it sounds hope, it, it, amazing. I, I really hope soon. You know, these things take a long time. We're in the middle of a pandemic. I do know. But I'm really hoping. My fingers are crossed. It's a fun book. And I the characters are really interesting that I've kind of created. And now it's like I know these characters. It sounds like it's going to be a great book. I'm looking forward to it. And this has been a great talk. 
Uh, but there's one other thing that I want to ask you about. Sure. And that is that I forwarded to you a letter at your request with some handwriting of mine. And I'm just wondering, am I okay? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> darn it. No, darn, darn it. it. No, you're just absolutely fine. Um, the, the very first thing I saw when I looked at your handwriting, you're left-handed. Are, are you, are you not? Yeah. 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 Most people think you can tell a left-handed person because their handwriting slants to the left, but that is actually not true. Um, Percentage-wise, as many right-handed people slant their handwriting to the left. I was pretty confident that you're left-handed. So that's number one. You want to know a couple other good and bad about you, Monty? Sure. Um, you have something called print writing. And what print writing is, is a sort of a combination of cursive and printing. So you print a few words and then you link a few letters. So it's called print writing as a combination. You find that in very intelligent people who are creative, great speakers, uh, creative type of people have that print writing. So that's a good thing. You do have uh, a little anger in your handwriting. There's something called a tick mark and it looks just like a check mark and it starts at the beginning of a letter. You have that. I used to have that in my handwriting. And when I first heard somebody, my teacher said, oh, why do you have all these tick marks? I was like, hmm, I'm not angry. But turned out I did have anger in me and I it actually helped me get to know myself and I expressed my anger and I yelled and screamed and then I was fine. But you do have some anger in there. So whatever you have to do to get rid of it, except for killing somebody, you're perfectly fine. Well, I, I don't feel like a particularly angry person, so I'll have to think yeah, about that. It's, it's in there. When I was told I had a tick mark, I absolutely said, no, no, I'm not angry. I'm not angry. And then I said, well, I am angry. And then I thought about it and I, and I really just yelled out loud and it actually helped me. And then the tick marks went away. So it's, it's in your name, Monty. So it's there. Let's see what else we have. Let's try to end this on a positive yes, note. That's a positive note. Let's, okay. We can, <laughs> you, your handwriting, it has a lot of up, meaning you emphasize your letters going high, like the top of L's. It's long. That means that a lot goes on in your head. So your head is thinking all the time. Even sometimes when you're sleeping, it's busy thinking. And sometimes you just need to chill out a little, but your, your brain often on overdrive, just really thinking of all kinds of thoughts. I give you a pot, another good positive. I find that a positive. You sign your name in the middle of the page. You could sign your name on the left, the middle, or the right. You sign in the middle, and that means you like to be part of a family, a community, a part of a team. So you are a very good team player. So if you're working with other people, you want them to succeed also. That is a positive. Uh, I appreciate that. Well, that was fun. And, uh, you know, I think your analysis, uh, I'll have to think about that anger part. Um, I think about that. And so you give me, I will think about it. I will absolutely think about it. And uh, you know, your stuff, there's no question about that. I'm like the uh, Pittsburgh police the police chief uh, right. who said that you you seem to really know your stuff. Yeah, that's what they say. And <laughs> I, thank you so much for spending a little time with me. I really You're appreciate welcome. it. I can say one other thing about you, Monty. You ready? Um, you also okay. you make your O's and A's very clean. In other words, there's not a lot of loops or junk inside of them. And that means I get to the point. I'm not, quote, a bullshitter. I'm here. When somebody has lots of stuff going on inside an O and an A, you're not always sure that you can trust them. 
But if you say something, it's what it is. You're not putting on any pretense. And if you say you're going to do something, you do it and you can be trusted. And that's how you can look at somebody's O's and A's. And the cleaner and clearer they are, the clearer and cleaner they communicate. So that's also a very good thing. Yeah, I'm touched. <laughs> that's that's great. Well, thank you again, Michelle. Uh, this welcome. was terrific. And uh, I, I, w- I can't wait to get your book. I'm going to do it. I'm going to tell everybody else to do it. Okay. Great. And uh, thanks again. You're welcome. All right. Bye-bye, bye. Michelle. Great talking to you.